0: Hello magical human and welcome to Madison Mindset the podcast. Today we're continuing on our eight limbs of yoga journey. This is the fourth episode for this series. So if you've not already listened to 1, 2 and 3, please go back and listen to those first and then come here so you have a great understanding and the depth. At least listen to them all at some point because you never know what you might find that might help you along your journey. Okay, the eight limbs of yoga are the Ashtanga sequence, path, journey towards enlightenment. Okay, it is the modern person's practice. Okay, this is, if you're living in a monastery, you're probably not listening to this podcast, right? If you're meditating in a cave or you're completely rejecting society, then yeah, this is not the path. Not the path for you, yours is much simpler. You just get to sit and meditate and concentrate and wait, right? And Just be. For us who are living in the world where you have to make money, you have a family to take care of, you have friends, you have stuff going on, you have a diary that you need to keep up with, the Eight Limbs of Yoga are here to support you. Okay, so this is our journey. These are not in a chronological order, right? They are written in an order, but it's not necessarily an order. You come back and forth. It's not like you do one at a time master each one and then you get to the end it's more like a flow you start somewhere you get pulled somewhere else you get reminded of this you go back and forth and that's probably what it will be like for your entire life okay so this is just what we're working with okay Patanjali is the creator of this of the Ashtanga eight limbs of yoga so we're going to begin with Yama which means restraint for Brahmacharya Hello, Magical Human, and welcome to Madison Mindset, the podcast. My name is Madison. I'm a yoga teacher, a mindset and spirituality coach, and a complete earth fairy. I see a world that is peaceful and easy to live in. Humans that are awakened and enlightened towards who they are and what life truly is and why we are here. I understand life can be really hard. I have had a huge journey with anxiety myself. I understand what it's like to feel overwhelmed, overworked, stressed and frustrated within this earth. It is this journey that led me to begin my own growth journey. And it's only through those struggles that I was able to birth this podcast so that you can have the tools and techniques and knowledge to help you step forward and be a being of light. A magical, earthly being who is grounded, supported, who takes on challenges with love and embraces the lessons that each day brings. You are that being. I am here to walk you there. You will find many different kinds of episodes through this podcast. All are created in the moment and with love for you. Find the one you need for this moment and enjoy. Take a moment for yourself. Sit down with your journal and tune in. Welcome. Let's begin. Brahmacharya is a very interesting yama because it has been rejected by a lot of people who first hear it. I certainly rejected it because of the way I first heard it until I started to learn about it a little bit more. Okay, so the translation of Brahmacharya is celibacy, which is why most of us reject it, right? But you can also translate this word to mean moderation or right use of energy. Okay, so... The idea of celibacy, the reason it meant celibacy is because if you conserve sexual energy, you can enhance your journey, your progress along the path of yoga, okay? Because sexual energy comes from sacral chakra, right? It's a primal thing. What else comes from sacral chakra? Creativity. Okay. So sexual energy is the urge to create. And most of us translate that to sex. You know, I want sex, want sex, but what do you do? What's sex for in nature to create a baby? Okay. So it's that form of creation. So you can use sexual energy as a cue to create something whether you're moving with your body, you're painting, you're singing, you're learning, you're cooking, you're adventuring, you know, actually doing something. And you get a buildup of this energy when it's not being used properly. Okay, so you find when you feel that buildup of sexual energy, if you just pay attention as to when that happens, it's more, it's happening mostly when you're doing nothing. When you're sitting on the couch, you know, looking at your phone, watching TV, just doing nothing. That's when this energy builds up right? It's never when, you know, very rarely anyway, very rarely if you're, you know, at work or out to dinner with a friend or, you know, at some kind of dance class, you know, no one's got this massive buildup of sexual energy there, you know, so you have to notice when the sexual energy is there. And it's more often than not when you are doing nothing and just letting the energy sit, Human beings are creative beings. So if you don't create, you're going to feel a buildup of this energy. And if you're not aware of what this energy is, you're just going to think you want sex, right? Which maybe you do. It's fine. Nothing wrong with it. However, that is why celibacy was written into the Yoga Sutras and into the Eight Limbs of Yoga. So if we look at this another way, because obviously we overlook celibacy in our modern culture, which is fine saving your sexual energy one firstly to create something which is what human beings are meant to do create right invent you know make someone else's life better that's our dharma right or enjoy that pleasurable experience with one person you know with a very mindful Someone who you share connection with, you know so you're reserving that energy for one person. And even within your relationship, we're not overindulging. You know we no, we know that this energy is beautiful, that it's there, that we crave it, but we're using it to create. So there's also limiting, you know because it makes it more special as well. you know, if you're just doing it all the time with this one person, doing it all the time, all the time, it kind of gets boring. Like it's the same person it's boring it's the same thing, you know, I've been doing it the same way. It's just, it's how it is, you know, with everything, you know, with a partner, especially when you first meet someone, just all over each other, which is great. But if you practice brahmacharya and you, are, and you use your energy correctly, like in yoga it is taught that you're not to have sex in the daytime. If the sun is up, that's time to create. That's time to do stuff, be physical, go and garden, go and see someone, go and work, you know, do something, read a book. Whatever it is is fine, but you're doing something, right? When the sun is rising, that's sacred time. That's time for meditation and peace, which is why, you know, avoiding doing that kind of thing in the morning is a good idea for the rest of your day. Otherwise, your energy is going to feel sluggish. You will have used up all of your creative energy in You know, with your partner, and then you feel like you just can't do anything all day. And it happened. Like, pay attention. Notice what happens to you when you spend that energy that way. Okay. At night is the right time if we're going to do it at all. That being said, not overindulging, saving the energy. It is a sacred thing. You know, you are allowing someone into your space, quite literally, into your physical body you're going into someone else's physical body, you know, you are literally becoming one for a moment in time. And while that's beautiful, it is to be cherished and not over abused, right? Especially if you have goals, you want to do stuff, you know, you have dreams, you have other things going on besides this. So it's important to look at. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. This one, it really encourages you to think and consider where your energy is going you know especially if you're having a hard time saving energy you just feel like you're down all the time there's usually a reason and brahmacharya is a great way to practice this okay so brahmacharya has also been described as a behavior which leads to brahman okay brahman means creator in hinduism okay so it's Basically, a behavior which leads us to the divine, leads us to the creative. So we're withdrawing our energy, we're stepping away from our phone, having time with ourselves, you know, playing certain music that makes us want to move, you know, It. we're doing things to get closer to creation, being out in nature. So it's using your action, your behavior for specific reasons and not just throwing it around all over the place, following random urges and not reading them correctly. We are going to pause here for a moment so I can tell you about a recent creation that I've released into the world. Sound healing is something that I have been working with and playing with and just having the best time with in my own space and also within the yoga classes that I teach, implementing sound practices for healing, rest and rejuvenation. I've really been enjoying it and towards the end of last year I felt very called to release this music as I had many people say to me how nice it would be to be able to play this or have this just before you fall asleep or you know to be able to play it whenever you feel you really need it and I really resonated with that I completely understand and I felt really called to to do that I've always wanted to release music I just didn't know the type of music I wanted to release and Sound healing has really, really clicked with me. I've also been called to release music for Shavasana, you know, for the end of yoga classes. So the songs I created at the end of last year in an album called Simply. And I wanted this album to be something that you can come to to be reminded that it's simple. You know, instead of worrying so much, instead of stressing so much, instead of overthinking, instead of stress just simply be, simply flow, simply relax, simply let go. And I found that these words have really helped me, you know, no matter my problem, no matter what's going on, if I just remember to just simply be, it's simple, just be. If I remember to simply flow, it's simple. Keep it in a state of flow simply let go. There's no trick to it. You just let it go. And this has really helped me. So I wanted this album to be something that people can come to and remind themselves. You can use this if you're a yoga teacher, you can use it for yoga classes. If you are a massage therapist or you have some kind of healing work that you do, this is great background music for that. If you just want something for your own healing, you can play it throughout your day to keep your day smooth and calm. You can play it before you go to sleep. You can really use this however you want to. You can use it for little ones to help fall asleep too. The intention behind these songs are very grounding, they're very earth-based, and they're designed with complete love. So that intention flows through. I'm gonna give you a little taster of the songs now. The first one is called Simply Be. Second song is called Simply Flow. The third and last song on this album is called Simply Let Go. Each of these songs are 10 plus minutes each. This gives you plenty of time to really sink into the sounds and enjoy. If you would like to find the songs, they are available everywhere. You can find it on Spotify and Apple Music. You can download the album and use them as you want to. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Let's jump back into the episode. So it's important to consider how you use your time and energy. And so this would be a good point here to pause, pause this episode and take note of how, how do you feel in your relationship with time and energy? Do you feel drained? Do you feel like you have heaps of time, no time, too much time, you're bored, you can't get up, you're exhausted, you know, just take note because brahmacharya is the key to understanding that and changing your relationship. Directing your energy away from external pleasures and towards finding inner peace and happiness is a great move, right? Is a great behavior. Okay, so instead of, you know, oh, I'm just going to go and buy this new, you know, I'm just going to, that's it, I'm redecorating my whole house. I'm just going to go and buy all this stuff and then that'll make me feel better. That'll make me feel happy and more peaceful. It's very short lived, which you may have experienced, right? Whereas focusing more on inner, such as meditation, yoga, mind work, and creating, it's an internal thing, right? You may be, when you create, you feel it on the inside, the external sees it whether you create art or song or you hear it, that like you can experience creativity from your senses and others can experience your creativity from their senses in some way or other, whether it's taste, through ears, through smell, through touch. You know, you can. they can sense your creativity based on their senses. But while you're creating, it's an internal experience. It comes through you and it feels beautiful and that leads to a lot of inner peace and happiness. A lot of goal-driven, purpose-driven energy, which is what human beings need. Common places we put our energy, which is really not serving us, but actually takes up a lot of our time and energy. Worry, unsurprising. To impress others. We use a lot of energy for that. We put our energy towards people and situations who aren't worth the time. And we push ourselves to be better all the time, all the time, all the time, right? We're It's just, we're a bit, I think we're confused, you know, because I certainly was confused before I started reading this and I went, oh, I'll try that. And oh my goodness, it feels so much better. You know, worry is a complete waste of time. We know that. Impressing others, there's no point because you'll never impress everybody. So just do your best to make you happy and the right people will be there. You will get better and better at things as long as you keep trying. So you don't need to push yourself to be better automatically. All you need to do is take another step forward. Some people and situations aren't worth your time, especially if it's not present. Then it's definitely not worth your time. How to practice brahmacharya. Here's a bit of an idea. Obviously, I encourage you to read more about it. But listening to the body is a great way to just understand how you're feeling in relationship to your energy and where it's going externally. Consciously noticing where your energy is going. So even spending some time, you know, write things down for a whole day. You know, what did your energy go towards and notice if it's things that just don't matter. It was just random stuff. You know, I spent one hour scrolling on Instagram. I spent another hour worrying and just yeah, And I spend another hour on Netflix and just notice. Practice holding your sexual energy for one person, which many of you may already be doing. If you're single and dating and having fun, just be mindful that it's not just some random. Okay, while there's no issue with that, like that's fine, a lot of people like that. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. But if you find that you're struggling with your inner happiness and your peace and you find that you're just, you're unhappy, you're sad, it could be because you're throwing your energy around, okay? And everyone is worth more than that. So even just making sure that the person you're with, you have some kind of connection with, you know, and the whole idea of dating is to find that constant, you know, that person that you can do life with, that you can... I've like. i been referring it to as suffering with. You can spend your life going through life's challenges all the way to the end with, you know, that's who you're looking for. And saving your energy for that person is very, very precious. Obviously, you could be with yourself as well. You count. You know, if you just, if you feel it, you can be with yourself, that's fine. But practicing one person and yourself and no one else is a beautiful experience and it's a great way to practice that self discipline and boundary setting and inner fire with yourself, you know, so save it. If you feel like you've got a whole heap of sexual energy, remember it's creative. Are you creating enough? You may just have a bunch of these energies backed up and it's expressing itself as sexual energy because it's sacral chakra. Create something, do something, pick up a pen and paper and draw, and notice what happens do anything creativity is not limited to art there's many ways to create go and garden move your body go to a dance class go to a yoga class do some drawing write some poetry you'd be amazed at how quickly this energy transforms and how much power it gives you in terms of your creativity you know a lot of people feel like they just can't start with creativity they don't know where to start well, you've got to save this energy. You know, you've got to have some of this energy available so you're ready to go. Otherwise, it's going to be like dragging your feet, you know, trying to create something. So save this energy and use it when you go to create. Just start and watch it flow. Thank you for being here, Magical Human. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed this episode on Brahmacharya, the fourth yama in the eight limbs of yoga. If you are curious about the eight limbs of yoga, you want to know more, make sure you've listened to the past episodes. All episodes will be coming out over the next couple of months. So make sure you're following this podcast. So you're up to date when the podcasts go live. You can also follow me on Instagram at Madison underscore mindset. So you can see when these episodes are up as well. If you would like to go a little bit deeper into your own personal journey, you can book a one-on-one coaching session with me where we can dive into this for you. So if you would like that, you can head to the link in the show notes below and book a session with me. I would love to hold the space for you. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Love.